1: Here's he Siddle, He's, in. He's in. got He's given has got to it. Welcome to a very special episode of Two Slips in a Gully. It is our first episode of 2004 and I'm joined by Glenn of all people. Hello, Glenn.
0: Hello. You've tracked me down. You've cornered
1: me. Yeah. I, I can't would, escape. I wouldn't take no for an answer. I have him yeah. trapped in a motor vehicle of all things. So we are way. driving to the uh, Sydney Test so we can watch... Uh, uh, David Warner Yes yeah, Last inning We're heading to day 2 So he's 6 and I out And I've just said to Glenn Oh you know how I've invited you to come along Go and watch some cricket together You know A bit of a boys trip Two steps in the gully on the road Well yeah. surprise We're doing a podcast While we're driving Yeah so. well
0: last year We did a couple of videos Which we might do as well This way you don't have to see our mug <laughs> 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 uh, But Yeah, no. I'm looking forward to it. It could not have worked out better, could it? Really? As far as our watching uh, goes, I don't think it's gonna touch wood rain in Sydney. Um,
1: Famous last words, but no, it worked (laughs) out. Worked out quite perfectly. There was, um, you know, day one has happened, and uh, David Warner managed to get through unscathed. It looks like. Yeah, you know, there was a lot of talk uh, yesterday about, um, you know, Pakistan. It was being Pakistan's day. Uh, which I think was probably more the emotion of them digging them out of a hole from 5 to 90 and then obviously the tail wagging and Australia's ridiculous yeah. short ball, the tail theory backfiring again. Yeah, but it absolutely was not Pakistan's day. That is a Michael Vaughan hit the, the nail on the head, which is always a bit scary when we're agreeing with Michael Vaughan. But that's a 400-plus wicket. There, there was yeah. not a lot happening on, on that
0: wicket after the new ball. Well, it's, um, it's it, not so that much the wicket, but the outfield was so fun.
1: Uh-huh. Well, when you look at it, Rizwan and um, Jamal and, and Sajid Khan, all played with a bit of positivity and all comfortably scored 50s. Yeah. This is 6, yeah. what, 6, 7 and 9. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, Australia probably overplayed their hand with the short ball. To mm. these guys, but like, there's not a lot in it. Once you get through that first half hour, 40 minutes with the new ball, the swing ball, and there's no Shahid Sharifri today. Yeah, you know, yeah, it looks like it's going to spin a bit, but you know, they haven't exactly brought any devastating frontline spinners with them either. Yeah. If, if, you know, at the beginning of the day, if you said to Australia, "Oh, Pakistan have won the toss. They're going to bat first. Uh, will you take them being all out for three under 350?" Yeah. Australia would have absolutely went, yep, yeah, cool, rightio, we'll just come back tomorrow and we'll start, you know, yeah, none for none.
0: Well, I think it's a, it's a new ball pitch. Um, and I think, yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to see a stat of uh, what the partnerships are from, you know, say the sixth wicket down to the tenth under Pat's captaincy. I mean, he's... He's killing it right now, I mean, as far as his own bowling goes, as, as far as his general captaincy goes, but I think we said on the chat, a couple of people said on the chat last night, he just doesn't know how to finish off in those situations. And if, I
1: thought, I, well, it's not necessarily yeah. the tail, it's the tail with an established bat.
0: Well, yeah, I mean,
1: well, if, to a degree. He, but yesterday, he's, he's got he got number nine
0: doing the damage.
1: Yeah, but that's what I mean. The, but that number nine got themselves... Yeah, you know, there was a little bit of a partnership there between you know, him and Sajid Khan. So he was sort of set a little bit. And yeah. then they got Sajid Khan out and the new batsman came in. And then all of the attention turned off Jamal and went to the new bat. Yeah, so it's, just became it's a, completely nuts. And it yeah. just became a, let's get... As much as much bowling as we can at the new guy. Let's this guy's hitting it really well at the moment. His eyes in. Just give him a single. Um, yeah. We'll get the new guy on strike. And it just whenever mm. we've knocked over the, the tail at a at a consistent rate and there's no one set. Pat's really good at blasting the tail away.
0: Yeah.
1: But it's when it becomes that point where there is there's still a batsman in, and it yeah. then becomes a game of let's get this guy off strike.
0: Yeah mm. And I, I want to know how many blokes that we've we've given not just their... because Amal that was his not just his best test score but it was his best first class score as well. He's never crossed that many runs in first class cricket. So the bloke is is not that good. We're we're giving guys their highest scores by bowling into their their wheelhouse.
1: And Ian Smith brought it up in commentary quite a lot. You know, are we? Are they even trying to get this guy out, or is it just purely a case of, yeah, let's get this guy away from the ball so we can it have a at near at the yeah, other end?
0: It takes all the pressure off him, and then all the other guy has to do is dead bat. And uh, he, he did a good job, the number eleven, and, and taking nothing away from Amal either. He played. He played some.
1: Oh, the pick up shots, some of these, especially that, the short ball, was incredible.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Some of those pull shots. Uh,
1: but there were quite Just a few deliveries.
0: you can, the, there were quite yeah. a few deliveries that they
1: had where he sort of glanced one off the hip where there would have been a regulation leg slip, which you would think that you would have yeah. if you're going to be peppering him with a short ball or a but, short leg, you know. which fell short because everyone was on the boundary and it's like, yeah. what well, are you got trying is your plan to get this bloke out hoping you know, admittedly that's what he did, he hit it into the outfield and we took the catch, but
0: eighty like, yeah. runs later. <laughs> but like if you if
1: you were actually still trying to get this guy out
0: Instead of just spread the field and... Well, my question is how many of these runs came through the offside? Oh, there wouldn't have been a whole heap. Yeah, like in front of square on the offside.
1: Uh, Moving before we go and talk into anything else that's happened just the the rest of day one. We got distracted the, uh, the, the Aussies did bowl well up front. Um, yeah. You know, Hazelwood is fantastic early on. Stark had that ball swinging an absolute mole. There was, like, immediately yeah. Shafiq's wicket was probably more poor batsmanship than great bowling from Stark. But yeah. you could tell that he was intimidated by the amount of swing Stark got with that first ball. He managed to have that hooping, and he just assumed that the second ball then was a little wider. You know, the first one was yeah. probably angling down leg. Or, yeah. you know, so in at them and then you see this one that's tossed out a bit wide going, Oh that's probably coming back and playing at the stumps. Real loose ball, ball held its line, Smith takes a nicely as he catch second ball of the day, how hard's test cricket. Um, yeah. but they did a really good job of um, maximising what they could with the new ball, uh, knocking over, you know, the, the, the debutant as well. Um A U. You know,
0: two in the hole, four on the
1: board. Yeah, you know, yeah.
0: Pakistan reeling. Then, that 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 poor that poor Pakistan opener. He just got a good one. Nothing you could have done about that.
1: Um, picking up a zarm yeah. with an absolutely brilliant bit of bowling from Pat Cummins as well. Oh yeah, that um, was great, didn't he? Yeah.
0: Third
1: third fifer in a row for for the captain. Like like you said before, he his personal form with the ball is is yeah. brilliant. It just. Um,
0: yeah, there there are points that when there are still holes. Just close that the game. Him. Just close the game, man. It's just yeah. And just, it just it comes back to that thing that, that I always say about them. They just one once they've got a plan, they just stick to it to a fault, um, and they just don't seem to have a backup plan or. You know, the, every, it feels like everything that they've formulated is has been done in the dressing room. Yeah, and, I, and there's no, like, oh, this isn't working. You know, we'll go with this instead. And, and I don't
1: mind initially when, the, like, the number 11 first gets to the crease. Yeah. Ignoring Jamal. Yeah. Just going, all right, let's get him off strike. And you do yeah. that maybe for an over or two. Yeah. And once you sort of go, all right, this hasn't really worked. You yeah. know, we haven't managed to get, you know, Mir on strike enough. You need to go back and then you still concentrate on oh, how we're going to get Jamal out, and yeah. you
0: know,
1: yeah, and, well, and make and the bouncer a surprise ball, set up, you know, yeah. your short leg and stuff.
0: And just, oh, it's good for the top order. Should be good for the number nine, you know. Just set an offside field. He's going to get bored eventually. He's going to chase a wide one. Well, there's a reason that he's batting at nine. He's yeah, not
1: exactly. going to be a, a, a gun batsman. He is going to make a mistake. So, yeah, yeah I don't mind that initial, that initial flurry of going, the guy is on 30, let's yeah. just get him away from the ball and let's get a crack at this number 11. And so but, you may be doing that, maybe playing a bit conservatively just so you can really get a really get a good look at this guy. But yeah. you, you don't stick with that for 30, 40, 50 runs. Yeah, yeah.
0: It wasn't working in in any way. It wasn't actually getting you a shot at the number eleven. It wasn't um you know, it wasn't scaring him. He was enjoying himself out there. Um so I would have just gone back to bowling in the corridor. Yeah, and making it bounce or a surprise
1: ball. Set yourself some protection out on, the, on you, the offside.
0: If you want to bowl at the number 11, just bowl two balls in the dry line outside of Stump. So maybe he'll chase one and nick it to the slips, or, and, you know, he'll, he'll let it go, or, you know, you might get lucky, but, um, you know, even then, give him a boundary off the last ball so that you get a full over at the...
1: Yeah, just bowl normally.
0: Yeah. But, but anyways,
1: we'll move on from there. We'll watch, you know, it's set up to be quite a fascinating test. As I said, like, I think the 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 emotion of watching a number nine do the fantastic things did have the commentary team sort of saying that it was Pakistan's day. Um, it absolutely was not Pakistan's day. They, they fought really hard. And that's one thing yeah. I'll say about Pakistan in yeah, this entire series is they have been outclassed. Fuck. But- Stuck. They are definitely punching above their weight here. Like Australia is a much, 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 much better team than, than Pakistan is. Yeah. Pakistan fought as hard as they could in the first test, but thoroughly outplayed. Really gave themselves a shot that no one believed that they really had, and there were some execution issues uh, in, in Melbourne. But you know, at 4 for 16, they had a real, real shout at knocking the Aussies off. Like yeah. that, they, they haven't believed... They're a team that is thoroughly outclassed. They yeah. have played above the the sum of their parts. Yeah. The uh, the,
0: the amount the, the balls on Mohamed rizwan <laughs> to come out and play like that when they're five for uh, what eighty or something. Five, like Yeah. That. Five for
1: ninety maybe. I yeah. Think. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was. They weren't in a good way, and and just and I think that's at some point that's what you need. I think he overplayed his hand once the momentum was starting to shift. Like. Yeah. Like, yep. they obviously set a trap, a short ball trap for Rizwan, mm. and he fell into it immediately. Yeah. Um, Which is where he's got to be better than that. Um, But, like, everything up to that point was fine. He he was lead, letting, like, I was saying that he's just such a conundrum because he'll leave four, four balls or dead bat four balls, and then there'll be one that's fairly innocuous that he just likes to look yeah. off. Yeah, it's he's,
0: on the same line that he just dead batted. And then that
1: one he's <laughs> blasting to the boundary. Yeah. And I think that he was playing well enough. Like, he was respecting the good balls. The balls that were in his wheelhouse. He was going after. And the momentum was starting to shift. There was, you know, they were nearing 200 again. And, you know, five yeah. for 200 doesn't seem that bad in a vacuum when you're looking at
0: it. Especially yeah. when you were,
1: you know, two for
0: four. Yeah, uh, um, Salman was playing, you well, know, also. But um, then
1: they've gone, all right. The ball's now not doing much. The SCG is slow. It's low. It's yeah. Let's go and bring out the short ball, and Rizwan dutifully uh, fell yeah. into the trap immediately. And it was just like, oh, you had a real chance at a hundred there, and actually maybe shifting the momentum in your mm. favour. So, so Pakistan have yep. done a really good. They haven't given any there,
0: away. There's a good feel about their side, isn't there? Uh, apart from Perth, they haven't just crumbled. They've they've fought. Well, um, you know, I think I agree that Shan Massoud is a is a good leader. I mean, he's he's going to have to score some runs. He's going to have to get that average up to justify his place in the side. He's but, looked good, but he's yeah. not.
1: Giving you the output you want from a top, like an elite level number three. Yeah, um, I mean
0: you—you got to be averaging in the forties to be the captain of your side, I think. But I mean, yeah, he looks a good leader, but I think he's—he's he's averaging in Test cricket the low thirties. I think it's still in the
1: high twenties, to be honest. Oh, right. He's batted yeah. better than he's averaged in this series, but yeah. he's got a bunch of starts and not gone on with it, which has been the yeah, which has been the issue for Pakistan for the whole series. Yeah. Um, yeah, as we were talking about, like, Boxing Day, the Boxing Day test was a fantastic test. That's a four for, them. four for 16. They had really had Australia in a hole, and it really took some some, some strong batting from from Marsh and from Smith to get themselves um, into a position where they actually had a score they could defend. Uh, and, and then, yeah, there were several points in that chase where it looked like Pakistan could get there I thought the opening partnership was good I was saying that I thought that Pakistan need to just treat this like a one day you know yeah. and if you're looking at 300 to chase in a one day uh, it's Pakistan you're not too worried about that like it's a good chase but yeah. it's not outrageous and yeah. just play with a bit of intent play with a bit of positivity
0: mm. Uh, but they, that, just kept, that,
1: they just kept losing wickets at the wrong yeah, time, and yeah. Pat Cummins was unbelievable
0: yet again. Well, that, that first hour today is going to be absolutely... vital. I know it's a, it's a bit of a cricket um, cliché, but, um, yeah, that first hour is going to be so important for them. If Warner gets away, he will And Warner make looked, this 300 score look very small.
1: And, and Warner looked on didn't he? Like, from the yeah. first ball when you're thinking, okay, you've got six balls to survive, but it's your last ever test, you want to get there to tomorrow, you want to make sure that you've got a full day to bat. Yeah, first play. ball, he just blasts, you know, just yeah. about past point. And it was... And or it, extra
0: cover for four. It was like he needed footwork for that as well. He, his feet were fast. You know, he was, you know, he looks good. He looks sort of... When he's playing well, he looks like a boxer, doesn't he? He sort of...
1: Yeah, everything Sharp works. Movements. Like
0: there's yeah. never been
1: one that's had elite footwork. It's very much in his prime. It was the the barest minimum footwork required, and then um,
0: yeah,
1: and then lots of hands.
0: Mm.
1: But um, yeah, he he did play with with good footwork early on. When you can see the the feet doing their thing. And the big, loud calls and the just the assertive body language. You can sort of tell that Warner is... Yeah. It's going to get... You know, at least well, if you can't get, faster.
0: Up, can't get up for this, what are you going to get up for?
1: <laughs> so, um, yes, yeah, so it's going to be there all the play for, for Warner today. Everyone's there watching, you know, wife, Candace, all the kids. Um, yeah. you know, and the last time that he's going to walk out to the, on the SCG in the baggy green. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, you can argue this is... And I yeah. still maintain it's a farewell that he hasn't deserved. There have been way better players than him that have not managed to parlay their their careers into a home farewell. Yeah. But the simple fact of the matter is the current regime have decided that um, he's the best man for the job, playing till he I mean, gets there, and he's here. So you well, we all it's, might as well... He's popular within
0: the group, isn't he? Um, yeah. Yeah, so maybe there's there's things that we just don't see. Maybe he just doesn't
1: oh, particularly look, give a
0: crap about how the public views him. Um, and it's, I don't even necessarily
1: think it's for the perception. The thing is, as well, there is merit to um, being picked in a in a your national side, and there can be yeah. no doubt that on merit, Warner should not be there. Warner has no. had an awful, awful, what, three... Basically, since he's returned from Sandpaper game, he hasn't yeah. played well. Like, it's... Well, one day, as a side in the Test arena, his average since his return has not been good. No. Um, and there are there are batsmen in in Shield that have been putting together some reasonably impressive
0: well, uh, resumes. Yeah. yeah. For his position, so if they don't go for Bancroft, let's face it, the Sheffield Shield is just a joke.
1: Yeah, and that's one, that one of the point. things that just boggles my mind is that yeah. there is conjecture at the moment, like they're, they're, yeah. you know the Andrew McDonald has basically come out and said that it's a four-way race, that it'll be out yeah. of Bancroft, Renshaw, Harrison, and Green, and yeah. I'm just like, I'm sorry, but how is that possible? Yeah. It it's, has to be Bancroft.
0: It's Bancroft daylight, and for me, Renshaw, but
1: now look,
0: yeah.
1: uh, I don't know. I, I can, I can, I think it's a coin flip for for second place. I think yeah. Bank, I think Renshaw like Harris is not second. I think Renshaw is not put together the amount of consistency that you yeah. would like to see yeah. you know, in back to back. guess he was very good last year and he was okay you're bordering on very good the year before, but he hasn't been particularly good this year and that's coming yeah. off a you know, he got recalled to well, the side and was a little
0: disappointing. Well there's another forgotten man that you know we saw a little bit of last night uh, in the BBL uh, Sam Whiteman, which we always talk about. Nobody else seems to talk about him.
1: Yeah, he's but, again putting he's put together a couple of, you know, fairly consistent shield years that have been near the upper echelon of openers. I don't think that, yeah, I don't think he's played himself into that into that quartet, but I would think, yeah, it's absolutely I I would consider him
0: before Marcus Harris. Yeah, I would too. I think he's got more of a case than Harris.
1: I think he's got a a much more uh, test-ready technique, like Marcus Harris is a technique that it looks like it's easily exploited by yeah. The, the best bowlers going around. He Whether scores
0: all of his runs at Junction Oval as well. Like, yeah,
1: oh, if we were playing Test Match Cricket at Junction yeah. Oval, you'd pick Marcus Harris first, second, and third, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I don't, I, just, I don't understand where the confusion is. Bancroft was 300 runs better off than the next best person last year in Shield Cricket. He is the best batsman in Shield cricket this year. He has been scoring runs in white ball cricket domestically as well. So all this thought, oh, he's just a plotter that doesn't score runs and yada, yada, yada. Well, he he can show that he's got that in his game. He can score runs quickly. He has been the best player in Shield. For the last couple of years in a specialist position, yeah, scoring more hundreds than anyone in Shield over the last couple of years. I don't understand where this confusion is. He gives you a left-right hand combination. He's only 31, so you're going to get a few years out of it. Yeah. I just don't get where we're getting lost. If you're not picking Bancroft,
0: yeah,
1: it's a basically a middle finger to the Sheffield Shield, yeah, especially if the alternative is going Cameron Green first up. It's like what more? does an opener need to do to put themselves into position to play for their country
0: yeah.
1: with like and, and I said it on our group chat uh, I'm like is this maybe if Bancroft's got some skeletons in his closet around Sandpaper Gate where he could get the establishment into quite a bit of trouble uh, and if he doesn't get picked he's not going to get picked like this is it if he doesn't yeah. get picked now on the back of the form that he's got if they go some yeah. left field option
0: you can he basically say that you may as well it. go to Nathan Horitz and burn his kit.
1: Yeah, like he's done.
0: <laughs> Fire up Instagram. But <laughs> and it, there's a lot
1: of there's a lot of call for getting Cam Green in and moving that around, which I'm not necessarily opposed to, provided it's done in the right way. Yeah. Now I would think that the right way would be Marness opening, because I think out of the guys currently in our team, Marness is probably the one that's most equipped to open.
0: Yeah. And yeah. from
1: that point, you would then go a Cameron Green or I've even seen throw some, some middle-order bats. Well, and maybe should, someone yeah. like a Bo Webster or a Matt Short or even a Nathan McSweeney would be one that I would be interested in going down that route into the middle order with Marnus opening. But what we're all forgetting is that Kawaja is not exactly a spring chicken either. So you can still have your cake and eat it too. You mm. can pick the obvious best opener in Cam Bancroft. Yeah, And then if you give it 12 months, allow these guys to go and just hone their craft a little more, put together back-to-back years. You know, if it's a McSweeney, if it's a Short, if it's a Webster, if it's a Green, mm. and tell Green, you're right. we want to pick you as a middle or a bat. You've got the rest of this Shield season, probably next season until Woolsey gives it away. Go and park yourself at four for WA. Go and score a heap of runs. Don't yeah. even worry about... You've got Aaron Hardy inside. Don't even worry about bowling. Just go out and yeah. score a shitload of runs. Get him used to performing the role you want him p- to perform. You have already made opener there to go. Pick the opener. He deserves it. Yeah. Like, that. that's more my argument more than anything else, is he deserves his crack. He like, He's he played it. well enough yeah. to
0: get his gig. Oh, I hope it happens. <laughs>
1: Beautifully bowled. So we are still trucking along in the car. We're on our way to the SCG. Can't wait, but we've got plenty more cricket to talk about on our road trip. Yep. Um, so we've all sort of got caught up in obviously the Australian home summer, Boxing Day, New Year's, all that sort of stuff, which is great. But one of the things I do love about this time of the year, and I'm sure you're with me as well, South Africa also have a Boxing Day and New Year's test. Yep. So quite often they line up with each other. So we will have the Boxing Day test starting 10, 10.30. It'll run through. You know, you might get bored and just fill in the little gap with uh, maybe, like, maybe half a big bash. But then about 7.30, the, net, the uh, boxing day test in South Africa will start So in theory, you could have cricket going from 10am Till the following morning at 3 You lay down, have a kip, get up And you keep watching test cricket It's great And, uh, and the uh, same things happened here India are taking on South Africa In what is another left-handed Openers final series as well Dean Elgar is retiring at the end of this series against India uh, And um, South Africa gave India a proper bloody nose in the first test.
0: Mm, yeah, yep. Uh, bundled them out, didn't they? Really? Um, well, not really
1: bundled know. them out, but uh, like, uh, KRL Hall paced the innings with a really good overseas oh, yeah, that's right, 100. Yeah. Uh, mm. But, um, in response, uh, South Africa put on a huge score, backed with an absolutely phenomenal 170 from
0: from Dean Elgar.
1: Gar, yeah, yep. So, uh, not a bad way to uh, see off you know, your final test series. You can say you went out and nearly scored a double hundred against India in a, you know, in a, in a game-winning knock, Then winning that innings by an inning. That game by an innings. Yeah. Um, and India were absolutely the fancy team there. Like, they took over a very strong side. They've obviously got a strong pace bowling attack. And yeah,
0: they are without Charmy for some reason. He must be injured. I imagine but, but you know, they've, they've still got Boomerang yeah. uh, and
1: Suraj and like yeah. all the guns are there Rowett's there um, Gill's there Coley's there yeah. they played Ashwin in the first test ahead of Jadeja, which I thought was an interesting choice mm. um, but they went with the two all-rounders in um, Ashwin and, and Thakur so yeah. they could, ended up having a, a bit of a you'd say a longish tail with um, Ashwin at, at 7 yeah. and Thakur at 8 mm. but um the new ball attack of, of, of Berger and and Rabada. How good is Kegiso Rabada? Like, yeah, honestly?
0: it was great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so it was it was so disappointing that when we when we saw him exactly this time last year, I think.
1: Yep, yeah, day two. Um, the... That
0: he just he had an off day. He wasn't. I think maybe he was tired after a long stretch, or he might have been carrying injury. But he was not the same Rabada that that we saw. You know. We've, we ha- have seen throughout his entire Rabata career. has
1: decimated Australia, in Australia before yeah. he's uh, and honestly, if if Rabada was blessed enough to, to live, to be born in Australia or born in England where they're going to play a lot of test cricket, this guy is a real chance of going down as the best fast bowler ever. Mm. But as it is it'll be interesting to see what his legacy is going to be like after. Because the real ones People like me and you Proper cricket fans Are going to look at that And go Rivada is one of the very best His strike rate Is Absolutely absurd mm. Absolutely absurd His average is fantastic Like he's going to be One of the real ones Going to be one of the greatest But South Africa is just purely Not going to play Enough games yeah. For his Total wicket tally To Like I would be staggered If he got to 400 wickets Yeah not because I don't think he's good enough purely because I just don't think South Africa are going to play enough games no and with the the rising of which we'll talk about shortly like the games they are going to play are going to be hampered by the fact that they're unavailable to play during a large chunk of the the southern hemisphere summer because they have to play in the SA the SA20 well
0: that that test that they just won against India um was the first test that they've done in the world test championship yep Does that put him on top of the table? <laughs> and what a weird scoring system that and,
1: has! And, and last year, Usman Khawaja faced as many balls as the entire South African batting lineup. Yeah, and then and which is two pronged. The yeah. South African batting lineup was incredibly poor last yeah. year. Yeah, Not just batting. the simple fact of the matter they just didn't play a lot of games. And I think that's. It'd be interesting to see in fifteen years' time, twenty years' time, how the world remembers Kagiso Rabada because the. The guy, honestly, if he played for England or played for Australia and he's going to end up playing somewhere near 100 test matches, yeah, like it could quite easily be coming down and like rivaling people like McGrath, like Malcolm Marshall, uh, as one of the best ever quicks that had ever played. But I just don't know how much cricket he's going to get into him. So, what his, his wicket tally is going to end up looking like at the end of the year. And are you prepared to say that a guy that in the modern era with the amount of cricket they're playing. That may only have 350 wickets. Yeah. Is he someone that's going to be thought of as one of the? Because yeah, the, his stats are otherworldly, yeah. especially when it comes to strike rate. It is ridiculous how good he is. The ball that he got Rohit Sharma with in the second innings was the like I would go as I would go as far as saying is the perfect delivery mm. from a right-arm fast bowler to a right-handed batsman. Yeah, that is like that is. It was almost as good as the Ryan Harris balls, Alastair Cook. Except Ryan Harris probably had the addition of maybe just hitting a crack, which yeah. may have assisted that. But there was no crack there that Roberta hit. He just bowled a genuinely unplayable uh, delivery.
0: I, I think the Ryan Harris ball missed the crack as well.
1: Uh, well I'm <laughs> I to, go, to I'm choosing to believe that as well. But <laughs> I am putting that caveat in there to prove that I'm not completely I'm biased. Mitchell well,
0: Stark to uh, James Vince. Definitely the crack. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd be worried about the, the state of the physical world if that just swung.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, anyway.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, it was just
1: a really good, and I think it was really good for South African cricket that they um, they got in there and did that. So, obviously, this will be another tour that India... Like it, this is their final frontier. India yeah. have never won a series in South Africa. And obviously, right. because it's a ridiculous two-test series, that, that still will not be the case, despite yeah, how... it's like
0: the Bledisloe.
1: <laughs> despite <laughs> how this, se- this game is going to play out, which is looking like it's probably going to be India's game after yeah. what was a very interesting day one, but they're still not going to be able to win the series, so...
0: Yeah. Do you want to talk about that test? I mean, it's still going. It's
1: Yeah, well, it's the same as uh, you are in at the moment. The, yeah. So, day one has just occurred uh, for yes. the test at Newlands, just it before went, we do that. Yeah. I, I do before I want to go on and, and bag on the ground, because I am yeah. going to bag on the ground because uh-huh. it's ridiculous what happened in day one. Yeah. New Orleans is got to be my favourite ground to
0: watch. Yeah. It is such a beautiful like, It's ground. so picture- picturesque. It is, like, it is so picturesque. Like, you've just got that mountain back. over the back. Yeah, I, I love even just when, when I'm watching TV and you, oh, it's at New Orleans because, you know, the breath ta- the, the the backdrop is more interesting than the game.
1: Like I'm struggling to think. I know a lot of people go Adelaide Oval and but there is not a ground in Australia no. that is as beautiful as Newlands. No. There is, I don't think there's a ground in the world that is picturesque as, no. as Newlands. Maybe like the 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 ramparts at Gaul are certainly very Yeah it's a very interesting evocative picture, but I don't think yeah. it's as breathtakingly pretty yeah. as Newlands. Alright artistic side of two slips of the gully out of the way yeah. what a ridiculous day day one of <laughs> the second test between india and south africa i mean the curator 23 is, wickets fell on day one
0: the curator is the player of the match at this point uh what? 23 wickets someone uh i saw someone on Crick info summed it up pretty well it said he said uh oh, you know south africa would have been happy with uh winning the toss and being three down at stumps <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah they yeah. probably would have been uh, but
1: they especially would have been happy trailing by 30 three down at stumps yeah but um mm. yeah the the fact that they'd already been bottled out for was it 55 yeah yeah so All they got that, rolled
0: for 55 I think Muhammad Sharaj got 6 he had 5 for in the first hour wow he was 5 for
1: 5 for 11 5 for mm. 11 I think in the first hour of the game. Yeah. At one point it
0: was That's crazy. Absolute yeah. I think he ended up with 6 for 15. Oh. Um, so that's yeah, that's up there with some of the some of the best.
1: Then there was a bit of a group from South Africa and they managed to knock over India for 153. <laughs> yeah. And then now South Africa are 3 for 60 in reply with Aiden Markram
0: anchoring yeah. the innings in he's thirty odd not out, but yeah,
1: oh, it, it will be. If, I mean, if, you
0: score a fifty in this game; it's it's worth a hundred at least. Oh, if you score a thirty, I think in this game, yeah. it's probably worth a hundred. But um, yeah, yeah, South Africa have got
1: themselves in a position that if Marker can anchor an in innings and they can get yeah. themselves
0: somewhere did, near. Did you the see much of the game? Did it was it was it a green top or was it a? Oh, just... look! It
1: didn't appear to be a genuine green top, of the ball was doing plenty.
0: Yeah
1: um, So Probably Yeah Like, it's, it, it's not a good wicket It's not what we want to see but either, you yeah. know, Obviously you the internet to... is a wash With Indians Being yeah. all smug and and, yeah. and and sort of like Oh it's all good for you do it here Which is actually The yeah. amount of times a, that, it, The amount of times that you see that From Indian cricket fans on the internet Have now yeah. swung it It's no longer the point that you know, Everyone whinges and moans about Um Indian wickets when that spins too early yeah. and doesn't say anything. Because they're saying it enough. They're now saying it more about yeah. cena wickets or, you know, green, like Green Tops more than yeah. what people are whinging about spinning wickets. But, yes, yeah, so they're out in force talking about what a joke mm. it is and no one says anything, well, despite yeah, I mean, the fact it's... that the world is saying it's a joke that there's 23 wickets have fallen on table. Uh, it
0: is, yeah. I mean, this, this pitch has to be given a ranking of, of poor, it's, doesn't poor. It? It's, yeah. a, it's a poor wicket. because the bats you know we've talked about the standards that it has to meet and it has to have, can't have something excessive, in it for every discipline but yeah. what, and
1: you can't have excessive amounts yeah. of anything for any discipline and yeah. the fact that 23 wickets have fallen have proven that it's not an even contest between bat yeah. and ball no, um, yeah. it'd be interesting to see if it was just um, super lively on day one and now for a, you know, a full day it's going to sort of yeah. maybe even out because I yeah. think that if, day three is the day to bat yeah. if, if the game makes it because that'll be the thing South <laughs> Africa just need to figure out Aiden Marker and need to figure out how do we get to 300 yeah they trail by 30 now Yeah, if they get to 300 so they're, they're three for 60 how yeah. do we get as close as we can to 300 that's
0: just so you're going and putting them setting them how, how many to
1: win so that be they trail by 300 they trail by 30 now yeah. so if they get to 300 is another 240 runs. Yeah. So that'd be 210 runs. Yeah. That they're in front. If they can get to 300, give themselves 200 to defend the way that wicket's playing, they're a genuine chance of winning a test despite being bottled out for
0: 55 before, like, on Mm. early day one. Um, Yeah. Well, they've found found a a middle-order player who's got a very good... First-class record, I noticed. Um, Beddingford is his name. Yeah. Yeah. He... I don't know. I I haven't seen him bat personally, but his first-class stats are are very loaded. They're they're looking good, you know. Um, So that might help him. They they were looking for someone like that. Uh, Gene Elgar's done.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, Uh, his career is finished. He's been bottled out twice. That's it. That's really the highs and lows of Test cricket right there. Farewell series, match winning 180, 170-odd. Next
0: test, dismissed twice in a day. Yeah. As an opener. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, Well, yeah, I mean, the most that I've actually seen of this game is is just reading the quick info uh, things, and it was kind of... Fitting because they described that he'd been battered and bruised through the through his last innings um, and toughed it out, and that's the kind of player he is. Yeah, that tough his sort of nuggety. Yeah, doesn't give it away. Yeah, opener. Um, yeah. And really, the
1: last vestige of that um, hyper successful team of the
0: yeah. mid thousands. Well, initially, yeah, I think he was brought into to bowl a little bit as well, bowl a bit of spin Um, but yeah, he was he had a a role as a a sort of fringe player in that side (laughs) and then such was the drop off of of South African cricket that he ended up captaining Um, but I think his his credentials as a captain have been pretty good. Yeah, like it's never easy to be,
1: you know when there's been such a seismic shift in Players available, and obviously the stand of the side is going to take a significant hit. It's never easy to be the next captain. For it's never easy to be the captain that 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 arrives after the the drop off and has to pick up the pieces of the legends that have departed. So, yeah, um, and especially considering all of the things that are going on, like South African cricket obviously is not particularly wealthy at the moment. So there's all sorts of other concerns on top of the concerns around, obviously like the. The racial quota systems like that was something that was always a a thorn in Graham Smith's side.
0: Yeah. So he's got
1: all of the internal dramas that go along with just being a South African captain. Add on top of that that there's been a significant financial shortfall in South African cricket over the years, add on the fact that there's also been a significant talent shortfall. Mm. Um especially through their batting.
0: Yeah, I mean bowling, they they seem to I mean that new uh left armour Berger is his name, or... Uh,
1: Berger's the right armour, Jansen's the left armour. Oh, yeah. Are you sure? Pretty sure. Oh, God, oh, okay. this is got very... I
0: looked him up on Quick Info, and I'm pretty sure he's a left armour, but <laughs> uh, I could be wrong. could be wrong.
1: Yeah, but yeah, he came out and he was absolutely, like, just, bolt, like, a real firebrand quick. Um, but, yeah, they've always got seemingly just this never-ending parade of... Yeah. talented fast bowlers, which has always been the case with South Africa. But it's just been a while since they've managed to find a linchpin batsman to go into their um into mm. the middle order basically since that the glory days of you know De Villiers. Adler, De Villiers, yeah, um, you know, Callus, those sort of guys, they just they haven't really had a middle order bat they can hang their hat on mm. to really like do like, yeah, the last
0: On top of the that episode. they had a lot of guys who were who they put around them, you know, like your Ashwell princes, you know, JP who, who weren't world beaters, but England. they were they were definitely decent, you know, they could play a role um, around you. And I think I think
1: they've got those sort of players, but they just haven't got that that talismanic batsman. They don't have a Williamson, a Smith, a Coley, and a Zahm. Like a real classy, elite, world class middle-order bat that they can go. They've got like you said, they've got a bunch of guys that if they get in will contribute. But you yeah. just haven't got that that glue that holds the lineup together. And like yeah. it looked like Markram could be that guy, but Markram hasn't.
0: No. Just, just refuses to fire. No, he level. played that that wonderful uh, innings against us. Where think, he got run out yeah. for 99, I think. Yeah, was it? That was it. Yeah, yeah. He looked, he looked the real deal. And then. I'm pretty
1: sure he got a hundred. He also had a hundred to his name very early, or maybe either if it was not his debut, it was the next game. Like he had a, yeah. a strong start to his career. There was a lot to like about it, and then it just, it had, it just never clicked. Never clicked into gear. So, he but he's the captain around. now. He's got yeah. some some authority under him. He, he needs to stand up and do a job for. South
0: Africa.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, and on the Indian side of things, obviously, they've, um, they, they've bounced back from what would have been a disappointing defeat. They're, they're bowling well. They've knocked South Africa over. They've, on a very difficult pitch, they've managed to, to scrap to a score that's, you know, three times as much as what um,
0: yeah. South
1: Africa put on against a very good bowling attack. So, they've got themselves in a position where they're, they're still bossing the game. Yeah. Uh, it's just going to come down to, Um, how each team manages to take on the early part of of day two
0: yeah I think some some days you just nick everything as well I don't know whether that was the case yesterday Um, but you know we remember that that India got bundled out for 36 36 years um,
1: and again, that was one of those days where it's just, you know, how many times do you watch a team play and miss and never touch the ball? And then India yeah. just managed to nick absolutely everything that Hazelwood threw down at us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, it'll be an interesting one.
1: Yeah. And uh, there have been calls that it was probably, like, Fox Sports is one of the team, the, the outlets that called it uh, Cricket Karma. It was before yeah. India managed to have their turn at batting when they were knocked over 55 with the um, and look, I want to throw out big harsh words like disgraceful, but yeah. I understand the, the the fiscal reality of what's going on in in South Africa at the moment. And they did attempt to move the series because obviously the series would have been booked in before because yeah you know, the future work, the future tours program usually is about four years or so, which is yeah um, you know preceded the the SA Twenty. The SA Twenty obviously has in their contracts that that is the if you're contracted to an SA Twenty side that is that's the priority you aren't available to play any other form of cricket. So yeah. all of South Africa's um, best 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 and brightest are playing in their T Twenty comp, which has left a really depleted Test squad to tour New Zealand. Yeah. Their their captain is making his debut in yeah. this game, not as captain. Yeah. But his test debut is yeah. in this game, and he's already named. His it is just a. It is a very frightening indictment on the lands cricket landscape at the moment. So South Africa has,
0: has done. So if you're, uh, if you've had your head in the sand, cricket-wise. Uh we're talking about the series between uh, South Africa and New Zealand. Yeah. yeah, the upcoming tour. All
1: of South Africa's typical test players. There's a couple that have been there before, but not many. Yeah, I think there's seven debutants. Yeah. Um. on the tour, yeah. including the captain.
0: The um, captain Neil Bland or Bloom? Yeah, I'm... I, I'm driving, it's so I don't, one have, of the, ac- I don't have access to one all of the, all that information. Yeah, I know <laughs> we're, we're having to go off the car. Cu- I've got a feeling that it's Neil Bland, which he sounds like a dynamic captain. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, um, no, I, yeah, I, I've, I've, I don't know. I, I've got nothing to go by because I don't know any of these players, and that kind of sums it up, really. Um, yeah, and it's there's been lots of calls that it's incredibly
1: disrespectful to New Zealand, and and, and it is. Yeah.
0: Um, some people have said that New Zealand should should pull out of the pull a, out of the series.
1: It's a World Test Championship <laughs> series, which will mean yeah. that it'll cost them World Test
0: Championship well, points. No, I think what you do is you thump whoever shows up. Yeah. And just say just say don't don't bring you know a second class side.
1: And look, and the thing is, we're not riding them off. I mean, like as we said, South Africa have a very strong domestic system. They've, yeah. they've got a factory uh, of making play. classy players. Yeah. Uh, and this could be the making of South African cricket. If you want to put a silver lining on it all, like can you imagine if some guy that's sort of, you know, not been given a crack because they've this sort of preconceived notion of what the side's is going to look like, and then those players aren't picked, and then you've got some guy that goes and rattles off, you know, what there's. Was it a three-test series? So yeah. maybe rattles off a couple of hundreds against New Zealand and um, all of a sudden this team of, you know, who the hell is that? Yeah. Can really establish
0: themselves as being I mean, it, international it is, force, a, it is a good opportunity for those who are touring because we remember, you know, the way that um, West Indies unearthed Kemar Roach was uh, they had that contract dispute, remember, way back and they sent a, a second team to Bangladesh yeah. and Kemar Kim, Roach was a young firebrand at that time and that's where he really made his uh, made his mark on the test side and I don't think he's spent a long time out of it since then
1: Well, I don't think for form anyway, maybe injuries but yeah. Um, on form yeah, he's been a fairly consistent part of that, well, he's <laughs> the first West Indian bowler to reach 250 test wickets since yeah. um, the guy's like Ambrose and Walsh so
0: yeah but I mean like (laughs) you can make the best of it of course you always try and make the best of of what you get
1: then yeah they could go out and really you know
0: hold themselves
1: to a really high standard and do well I mean but at the end of the day this is a a, it's a startling
0: they've kind um, of got nothing to lose No,
1: everyone's already written them off yeah but but just the principle of what has happened, regardless exactly, of the, exactly. what it, regardless yeah. if it ends up being a good thing for South Africa or not, or if it's a competitive series or not, regardless of that, it is a startling development.
0: It is. for the future of Test cricket that this is, yeah, a thing. And the death sh- of cri- Test it, cricket. I mean, that's, I mean, that's uh, that's an extreme point of view, isn't it? But and people have been saying well, that. It's not since really the, an
1: extreme point of view. Yeah. I mean, let's. Well, what happens if? England decide that, um, you know, or India start sort of the, the the belts getting a bit tight, then all of a sudden, yeah, all of the Indian backed T20, mm. which is now quite a lot of them, that if you want a contract to play, um, you know, an IPL based mm. franchise cricket, which would be, you know, the, yeah. the UAE 2020 competition, the South yeah. African 2020 competition, um, there is Indian money in the West Indies competition. There's obviously yep. Indian money in the IPL. There's Indian money in the major league cricket. If they then put in a thing there that um, if you want to get paid, you are unavailable to play the same way that South African cricket has done. You, that's now it. You. Yeah. You, you, the, the basis of you getting this contract is that you can no longer play conflicting international fixtures. Yeah,
0: well, we we don't even know if this is... It's quite
1: a lot of calendar right there that yeah. is then... Unav- like, obviously, the, the world's got out of the way for the IPL, yeah, which is consistently... And, like, it's trying to get bigger and longer, which is also its it, its own level of, you know, concern. Yeah. But if that get You know, if you just get one or two boards that go down that route, you know, what yeah. if Sri Lanka then all of a sudden say... Because, obviously, they're strapped for cash and then yeah. you've got... All of a sudden, half the world's not letting their players go and play yeah. international fixtures at the same time that well, their domestic tournament's going on. Yeah, right?
0: I mean, the, Steve War sort of summed it up well with an article I read from him through the week where, where he was saying he doesn't understand why the big teams don't subsidise or, it is or there should be woefully, a standard
1: fee. woefully short sighted, not only of the ICC. Yeah. but of I mean, England, we've been talking England about Australia story. and India, Yeah, that there isn't more being done yeah. to assist these smaller nations. Because as it is, yeah. the Test cricket is very, very close to just simply being the Border Gavaskar Trophy, the Ashes yeah. and an India-England series. I'm sure it's got a name. I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. Yeah. I think they've got a name for when England tore India and it's got a different name for when India... England, so yeah. But yeah, but that's that's where it's going. It's it's going to be turning Test cricket to end up being a three-way competition, which mm. is not what the ICC should be doing. That like all sports, all sports, what they're trying to do is introduce methods of parity. They want team like you know teams except maybe the Premier League football, but just yeah. about every other code is trying <laughs> to put in methods of keeping teams equal. You know. Yeah. There are salary caps, there are drafts yeah. for new players which are based on um, finishing positions. So the teams that yeah. come last get the first crack at the best of the next generation. Like, mm. teams try to find ways to make sure that their competition doesn't become too one-sided.
0: Yeah, even the Soccer World Cup, they've got those um, like uh, regions of the world to make sure that all of the teams getting in aren't just from Europe. Yeah, or South America to 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 yeah.
1: in, you know to grow the game to make it as even mm. as they can to and and encourage growth. That yeah. you know it's not just if you're not the the Germanys or the yeah. Netherlands or the Englands of the world, there are still ways for you to get through and compete and, yeah. and all that things. Or if you're the you know you're from Australia, the West Tigers of the world, or the Newcastle <sighs> Knights of the world, or the Dragons yeah. of the world, there are avenues that you can go down to try and. The salary cap is there. Obviously, teams exploit it. The NBA and the NFL and and the National Hockey League have those draft systems. So if you're finishing last, you're getting first crack at the the best talent of the next generation. But cricket just seems to have absolutely no interest in... Finding ways we, we, to make the,
0: the lower tier nations yeah.
1: any avenues to catch up yeah, to them. We the, won't
0: play one off test against Zimbabwe. We've, we've, I mean, we always go back to that, but yeah. Anyway,
1: but it's but, it's got to be done not only like by, by the ICC, but there needs to be a bit of forethought from England, Australia, and and and, yeah. and India that if you don't spend a little bit more you'll effort no looking after the game. You're going, yeah. have, you're going to be playing against no one. Or, yeah. or what it'll be is you'll only be playing T20 cricket. Yeah. Which is... Which would be an absolute... Desi- I, we well,
0: love cricket. Even if,
1: I don't even know we- if I could continue to follow cricket if it was exclusively T20. Yeah, yeah no. I would just live like the rest of my cricketing life on YouTube watching my Watching life. former test cricket, yeah. Uh, and, yeah. It, and it's just... Like, the Mm -hmm. ICC needs to step in and do something. And whether or not, you know, Usman Khawaja and Steve Waugh have both suggested maybe there needs to be, like, the match payments for test cricket are handed out by the ICC and they're weighted more. So there is a... Obviously, if you're a a poorer nation cricket board, your central contract obviously can't be as competitive as playing for India playing for Australia playing for England but if the ICC is paying you the same the ICC is paying Pat Cummins the same as he's paying um Harry Tector or Blessing Moose Rabani then obviously then there's going to be more incentive to keep playing because you're being financially yeah you know looked after there's less obviously you're never going to you're never going to be able to compete with the, the millions that are being offered up to play um franchise cricket but yeah. the ICC seems to have no interest at all in safeguarding the future and let's not kid her out, cricket is test cricket, Yeah. everything else is a gimmick, mm. one day cricket is a gimmick, T20 cricket is a gimmick the, the proper form of cricket is test cricket, that's what was yeah. originally conceived and, and lots of
0: people agree with that um, and yet
1: they are entertaining and they've got merit in their own rights but yeah. traditionally cricket is a, the five-day contest. That's what it is. Yeah. played between nations and there just seems to be no interest from the ICC in in safeguarding that. And, yeah. and I'm going to put it down to this and I've said it off-air, I've said it on-air. The reason is because India make a disproportionate percentage of the income of global cricket yeah. and that's not their fault. They just make it. I'm not yeah. saying it's wrong that they make it but it's Like, there isn't really any sport that I can think of where all of the money comes from such, like, one spot. Mm. And India have no interest in the sport of cricket. Yeah. And I say that, I know that sounds funny. Yeah. The, The BCCI does not care about cricket other than the fact it is a means to an end to make money. Yeah. They have no interest in protecting the game. They have no interest in developing the game. The only thing they've got an interest in is making money. And make, making money, it might be that India are winning cricket games. If it became more profitable for India to not win cricket games, I can guarantee you we wouldn't see India doctoring pictures.
0: Mm.
1: The BCCI only cares about cricket as a means of making money. They have no interest in improving the health of the game. They have no interest in looking after the future of the game. All they care about is making sure that they're making money. And and usually, as we've said, that means India winning games. But if that ever changes, the BCCI would not hesitate to pivot in that direction. And that's the thing. The BCCI doesn't actually care about cricket. And that's the issue that we've got with the ICC. Because it is so heavily slanted in doing whatever the BCCI wants, there isn't actually a real big push for the ICC to make cricketing decisions that improve the game. They make cricketing decisions to improve income.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's almost like there's there's not a body that exclusively takes care of cricket itself. Um, and then so what you're know, asking... So you've got a whole heap of factions that are, have their own self-interest. Yeah. And the health of the game just doesn't come into their, their thinking at all. And to protect the interests of test cricket would require... Taking money out
1: of the pockets of the big three, and yeah. it's not just the B, we we beat up on the BCCI because they have the most money to spare, but Australia and England aren't going out of their way to part with any of their money to help smaller nations no. become more competitive. So none of the big three, even
0: if it's just coaching, you know, like I can imagine our our coaching opportunities are a whole lot better. Than than those nations.
1: Oh, and uh, and we hark back to it a lot. We've bagged them out, but Zimbabwe came like, and you would think, oh, smaller nations don't want to play Test cricket. There's no money in it. Zimbabwe came to our shores for a T20 and one day international tour before the T20 World Cup in Australia. Almost beat us. (laughs) Well, they did beat us in one game. Yeah. But specifically requested to play a Test while they're over here, and we told them no. And I was like, so you can't tell me that there's not an interest for those smaller nations to go and play. They want to play Test cricket, they don't have the opportunity, and it's too expensive for them to go out and create too many opportunities because their players are obviously looking elsewhere for their for their income. So it's just mm. we, it's not just India that are short changing the game. England and Australia are doing it as well. I mean, England have no issues making sure, like, they're playing for like the last three straight years, England are playing the most tests out of any nation in the world. Yeah. I think they're playing like 15 tests this year. We're only playing nine, so we're about fifth highest, I think. But so they've got no issues in making sure that they're playing test cricket, but won't take any steps to make sure that there are any teams to play that aren't Australia or India. And, the, and it's the same... India are not too worried about the survival of test cricket because they know that, that they're such an attractive financial partner that someone will want to play test cricket with them because they'll be able to then sell the TV rights. Yeah. So there's no demand... Like, there's no issue. They don't have any issues with that because they've always got a willing dance partner because it's such a, a lucrative thing to play India in a game of cricket. So they're not too fast either. They're like, yeah, well, we've got England, we've got Australia, and if someone wants to play as a test cricket, you know, we'll go because people will pay to watch us. But yeah. all these other one, people, teams on like the West Indies, like Pakistan, like South Africa, like Bangladesh, Shla, Sri yeah. Lanka, they don't have that backing there and there's just no help from the people yeah. that are there to ensure that there's help to be given
0: out. And then all of those nations are going backwards, you know. Yeah. Like, they had their the glory years. Um, Sri Lanka had, you know, quite a good run there in the in the late 90s and, and in the 2000s as well, you know. They had Sangakara and Joe Wardner. And, yeah, that, they, that, they, that, that Sangakara, getting...
1: Joe Wardner...
0: Um,
1: you know, Malinga, Muralithra and Tilligratna-Dilshan yeah. era of South China. But they're cricket. slowly
0: backing into being the minnow that they were in the late 80s and early, yeah. early 90s. And,
1: and that's the concerning thing about cricket. There is just a collective. Outside of the big three, and you'd say New Zealand, but again, New Zealand are in a similar sort of boat. Like, they've had their yeah. golden generation, and there's, there's no guarantee that they're going to not revert yeah. back after that generation goes I mean they'll but, always
0: punch above their weight that's just what New Zealanders but, do
1: but, but you, you see that there's development
0: yeah
1: it might not all be across the board there'll be teams that are, are better or worse and you know they'll go through periods but collectively as a whole outside yeah. of the big three teams are regressing Mm. There is no to and fro Like, you, you get yeah. it when there's an influx of good players. You see in other sports, there's an influx yeah. of good players. Those players go that there's a there's a dip, but someone else to be on the rise because they're finding yeah. good players. But there just doesn't seem to be that. There doesn't seem to be the upstart yeah. team. It just seems to be the haves and the have-nots.
0: Yeah, when's the last time that you can think of West Indies looking like they have any hope in test cricket? You know, like... I mean, they, they mean- any team other than New
1: Zealand yeah. who have, like I said have cashed in on their golden generation of players with the yeah. World Cup births and the World Test Championship win but yeah. if you look outside that after the, the South African greats have gone there hasn't really been any sort of uptick there, there's been no uptick from Pakistan They're just steadily getting you know, worse and worse, there's been no uptick from Sri Lanka, like Bangladesh have never had an uptick Mm. really Zimbabwe have just been and a a lot of it isn't the ICC's fault there are internal things that are happening in there but there just seems to be this collective across the board lull or regression yeah there doesn't seem to be anyone getting any better unless it's one of the big three
0: yeah um and outside of that it's just yeah there there is no well it's just there's no variety is there like that's that's the great thing about test cricket. It's like, oh, okay, who have we got coming out this year? It's like, okay, you know, it's Sri Lanka. Okay, cool. We've got to see how we deal with Malinga or you know, and, I don't like, know. and in their
1: home conditions, especially when they're very foreign. Yeah, you can get teams like Sri Lanka or Bangladesh or anyone like that giving a. a they call them Cena, so South Africa, England, New Zealand, Australia. Yeah. Giving them a bit of a rough start in in those really foreign conditions. But there doesn't then when they go and play someone who's used to those conditions. So if a Sri Lanka plays in India, they get absolutely hauled. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's more of a case that they're capitalizing on the familiarity of their conditions. And if they go to somewhere with similar-ish conditions, they're still getting out played. Yeah, it's just it's and there was a really and I really respect her as a sports journalist it's probably the only thing that I've ever seen a post that I was just like wow you are so off the mark and there was a it was a response to a twitter thing talking about how um, like it was just after the the IPL auction and talking about how smaller nations aren't going to be able to compete with the IPL auction and this could be a very dangerous period of time for Test Cricket. And so our response is or you could look at Pat Cummins and, and Mitchell Stark who have proven that you can dedicate time to Test Cricket and still be successful and earn your money in the IPL. You could do both. And I was just like, what a woefully uneducated, short sighted opinion to have. Yeah, sure it's fine for the Pat Cummins and Mitchell Starks of the world, yeah. but how are you going to ask like a blessing Muzrabani? From yeah. Zimbabwe, or a Harry Tector from Ireland, or you know any of the West Indies players, or any of the Sri Lankan players that aren't as well off to just you know just dedicate some time playing for peanuts for your home for your nation, and yeah. then later on you awesome. can go and ask for that big payout from
0: yeah from franchise which, tournaments. Like, which journalist like, are we? we about. Meadows. I don't think you ever said that. So. Sorry. <laughs> yeah.
1: Narrowly Good, okay. it, it was a Twitter yeah. response. And honestly, yeah. it, it was a way of congratulating Pat Cummins and, you know, and Mitchell, especially Mitchell Stark, for their resoluteness and sticking there and being available to play for Australia yeah. and getting your cake and eating it too. But that's a, that's they have the, the advantage yeah. of living in an environment where you are being very well remunerated for playing for your country. And that is simply just not the case outside of three countries in the world where you can be, you know, comparatively remunerated that yeah. where you can afford to pass up on. Like, Mitchell Stark hasn't played in the IPL for a better part of a decade. Like, yeah. and look what he's earned for just his trip back. Like, how do you, how, as a player, how do you say no to, honestly, millions of dollars to go and play for nothing for your country? Like, it's really hard to, like, every other day you seem to be hearing about, West Indies or Pakistan or Bangladesh or someone not paying their players for an extended period of time like there's no security in playing for your your nation at the moment it's just it was just such a really short-sighted tactless argument to have about what was essentially the beginning of the the thing that she was replying to was
0: concern and a genuine concern for the welfare of test cricket moving forward I suppose the counter-argument though is in the smaller nations are not playing as much test cricket, so um, you wouldn't have to take as much time off.
1: Well, South Africa right now is an embodiment of yeah. why you need to future proof the game and not just go, well, they don't play as much, so it's not as big a deal. Because yeah. at the moment, you are looking at like, a third rate side on
0: paper, it's probably being generous. like yeah. It's probably fourth or well, fifth. Well, I was about to say that. Yeah, I was about, like, we don't know what rate they're actually playing because i suppose there's probably going to be guys who are decent players but don't have the uh aggression that's needed for 2020 franchise cricket um so they might be second you know they might be in a second team but yeah you don't know how far you're going down yeah and
1: and it's just the it's the precedent it sets
0: yeah um
1: which is the concerning thing. But we digress. We've still got the rest of this uh, Indian-South African test match to, to look forward to, and then obviously it's going to be... We don't know what it's going to be until it is. Yeah. Yeah, it could be, you know, with sport is full of those stories where the plucky underdog does everyone's written off gets up and shocks the world. The 1995 State of Origin Series is one that yeah. Queensland like to hang on to. The team of yeah. nobody's worst team ever
0: comes out well, and does that. And but and before we... I'm pretty sure if, uh, if South Africa win this series... Steven Spielberg will write a movie about it
1: <laughs> yeah New Zealand can be the bad guys again <laughs> yeah. another sporting movie where uh, <laughs> yeah. New Zealand were the villains like we've made that joke before yeah and yeah. we know that it was simply because you have to have a bad guy in a movie but that evict yeah. this movie <laughs> yeah. because they tied into how like yeah. racism could be beaten yeah. If South Africa win the World Cup, it almost felt
0: like... New Zealand <laughs> New were Zealand playing were, were, for apartheid. <laughs> New yeah. Zealand were on the side of the yeah. apartheid, but obviously that is not the case. No, New Zealand's probably one of the most progressive nations.
1: But, yeah, it was, just, it was a funny feel to the whole thing and because it was, it was a very, you know, it was a big moment in South, the South African landscape just after apartheid and at the first mixed team and winning a World Cup. Yeah, yeah, and because yeah. because you obviously as an audience knew that a lot rode on what happened. It just gave off that feeling that Jonah Longu was knocking people out of the way because he was pro-apartheid, which is just a really, really awkward thing to really think about. But anyway, yeah. we'll move on from there. That was That's our funny in we've had for a while. He's got him! Knocked him over! The pressure was too much! Alright, last little bit before we end up getting towards the SCG, we have hit the motorway now so we are weaving in and out of trucks and other cars as we make our way to the ground. We have a bit of a chat about the Big Bash and of course the ups and downs that is uh, Supercoach because yeah. it's just, it's been just a real, especially with the weather around the Big Bash this year, yeah. it has been an awful, awful thing. It's a cruel yeah. mistress, for Supercoach. Uh, so, what have you thought of the big bash so far, Glenn? Like, we'll, we'll skip the, the Supercoach aspect for a little bit, but the actual the yeah. product itself. How have you enjoyed the game? I like
0: I like the new schedule. I think it's it puts a bit more significance on each game. Um, yeah, the quality's probably better than last year. Would you say?
1: I think so. Um, yeah. I think as well. Uh, I, wouldn't, well, I wouldn't say that, that the parity is the same there have been some games that aren't particularly close but yeah. then again you've got the stars that were awful for the first few games and now they're in the midst of a, a three game win streak powered by you know Glenn Maxwell and um, mm. and Bo Webster so it, it is a competition that any team on their day can go on a bit of a run so uh, you know the Renegades look very strong early and have struggled the Thunder on paper look like they've got a pretty decent side and have struggled yeah. but then you've got the Heat who are you know out of the box? Out of the block, playing really yeah. well. The Sixes are They've again, got a good team. you know, like they always like clockwork. You can set your, you know, you set your watch. So that the Sixes are going to be a good side. The Scorchers are going to be a good side. But yeah, there just seems to mm. be those teams that typically haven't been good on their day yeah. can get up and and have some good performances. I have been a bit disappointed. A bit disappointed in uh, Will Sutherland. These the guys really hoping would kick on and have a really big year and you'd say probably that hasn't been the case.
0: No, he had um, a good start to the Shield. Um, but actually I did notice his performances were dropping off just before the BBL started. Is that
1: because his price kept going down in
0: Super <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, he's been scoring pretty well, but um, yeah, I suppose that doesn't always translate to you know, good performances. I um,
1: yeah. like, I've really liked the Thunder's per, like signing of Cam, uh, Cam Bancroft. I think he, that's something the Thunder have lacked for a while, has been a, a steady force at the top of the order after yeah. like Khawaja left. Like, Alex Hales is one of those guys that... He'll you know, come make, off or he won't. If they make the finals, Hales will go all right, but he always seems to start slightly. Whereas I thought Bancroft has played well. Mm. Unfortunately, no one in the middle in, order In is really general, playing. I think
0: the, the English imports, they do start slow, don't they? They, they, they take a while to, to find their footing. Um, I mean, Laurie Evans got going yesterday. He's from England, isn't he? Is he from me. I think he's from New Zealand. Oh, right? maybe. He is. Okay.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: check. There
1: you go. Um, uh, but no, it's it's been a good tournament so far. I don't think it's been like there have been some games obviously where the bats dominated. There've been some other games where there have been a little bit more circumspect and low scoring. I think in general it's been a fairly enjoyable tournament to watch. The um, fielding's
0: been a lot better. Like you haven't seen a lot of those squad catches. Which should be swallowed at that level.
1: Unless your name's and Curtis Patterson. You'll see Curtis Patterson put down. Oh really? Yeah, he didn't I'm, even get a hand on that. it. <laughs> Wasn't the game against the Heat last night. Uh, and the ball kept following him around everywhere. Wouldn't have wanted it to been Curtis last night. just uh, mm. always was just, just out of reach. Um, poor bloke. But no, it's been it's been a good tournament. Um, and yeah, it's it'll be interesting to see this is always the point where around this time of year where we're right at the zenith of our interest in it and then it then just yeah. keeps going and going and going and then by the time you get to the finals you're like thank god it's the final it's nearly finished yeah um, but no I think it, it's been it's been good so far it's been a good spectacle super coach wise um, you know I started off full of hope and vigor and then with my my new job that I've got I've had less sort of time to dedicate to future proofing my team and so I got super excited I had a really good team for round two plenty of stars plenty of strikers scored really well and then I'd forgotten to check that round, round three that the
0: Strikers yeah. and the Stars both had a buy. Both have a buy, yeah. So I
1: was full of two players yeah. with blue dots next to their name and not enough trades Yeah, them, them, and I was like, God damn it, how did I make such a <laughs> foolish
0: was, Yeah, like I was talking before, before we started recording, that I'm not a huge fan of the the double round, because it it forces you to pick, and it tells you who you who to pick, basically?
1: Yeah, it sort of Whereas, narrows down yeah. uh, the field. You know that everyone's going to have a Glenn Maxwell or a Bo Webster or yeah. a, you know, uh, a Matt Short or a Darcy Short or a Jamie yeah. Overton, depending on his, Or if you're going a Thunder double round, you know yeah. they're going and, and to be Bancroft or Davies. Yeah. And,
0: and to get a get a point of difference, you need you need to really take a risk. Like, you know, last night it would have been amazing to have Laurie Evans. But it would be but, a big call to take like a kind of double round with. Exactly. He's a specialist batsman who bats at five. So he may not have gotten a bat at all. If, if, so
1: you'd be thinking that if you, for, for the Scorchers, you'd be thinking off the bat immediately, Aaron Hardy, Zach Crawley. Yeah. Bowlers like Richardson or Berendorf. Yeah. Um, you know, so Ty. Yeah. yeah, Ty. So you'd probably be going, you probably maybe your fifth or sixth pick would be a guy like Laurie Evans. Yeah, um, you know, Inglis would be another one up there as well. So yeah, uh, so it, it does. It does then mean that you're you're taking and on paper, it is a fairly significant risk picking a guy that's batting at five when you've got pretty yeah. decorated um, top order in front of you, and then obviously a plenty of bowlers that you could pick from to then, you know, reach out and and grab a guy yeah. like Laurie Evans to to go off in the in the well, middle order sacrificing yeah. a chance at a, a Jai Richardson or a so, Berendorf or a... Yeah,
0: Eagles. so whereas if, if you had even rounds where each team played once, which I understand that there's logistical problems with that, I'm just saying that ideally there'd be more of those rounds, I think, because you, you can, you've then got eight teams to pick from and from those teams you've got probably four blokes that you pick is batting wise, and then you know the same amount bowling wise. Yeah,
1: it would it, it would really it would open bring it up. More variety of the teams yeah. because you're right. Because as it stands, a lot of the teams. But I suppose it's the nature with SuperCoach that. Um,
0: yeah.
1: At the end of the day, a lot of the teams towards the top of the competition are going to look mm. very similar because you're picking the same players that are doing well. But yeah, yeah, as you said, there's logistical issues. It's very difficult to have a, a round where everyone plays each other once when. You, know, yeah. you might have three games in six days and then another team only has one
0: yeah So,
1: but yeah, it's, yeah. It, 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 it is it is one of those ones on the flip side of that
0: is you do have to be brave and yeah, exactly. take a risk and exactly. go it if look, a Laurie Evans
1: pays off yeah, yeah. They, you, you look know, the, like
0: an absolute genius yeah <laughs> um, I don't think anyone had Evans in our league Um it'd be interesting to see what wrong. his
1: ownership I'll have to check it out after the podcast and check yeah. what his ownership actually was I can't imagine yeah. it would be very high no because, as you said, he's not a very attractive prospect to pick. A guy that bats at five, you know, he may, yeah. if the top order go off of the Scorchers, he may not even get a bat sort yeah. of thing. So he,
0: he's probably been the most dynamic player so far, though, strike rate-wise. I think he did fire a warning shot in the Scorchers last game, or the, maybe the one previous to that, where he, he got I mean, a... His hitting
1: last night was yeah. just
0: ridiculous. Yeah.
1: Uh, they scored 100, 106 off the last six overs or something like that. Like, that's mm. absurd hitting.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and, and, like, the, the, the Strikers gave it a fair crack. Uh, but, ultimately, like, it, it does take, it does show how dynamic a game it was when the Strikers were, like, 26 runs ahead at uh, like the 14th over or something like that. The 14th over comparison, they were 14 runs or 26 runs ahead and they were almost out of the game. Yeah. But like, So they were still going. At, they needed more than two runs a ball at that point. Yeah. But they were 26 runs ahead. That yeah. just goes to show just how ridiculous the, the um, yeah. I
0: Laurie think, Evans innings I was. I think he, put, he took 28 off the last over. Um, yeah. Yeah. So poor James Blaisley. Yes. <laughs> he uh, he suffered. He's not having a good year actually. He's not not going well down at the strikers. Not got the same form that he had for the heat. Um But who who do you think's probably the standout other than, than Evans? I mean he's, you know, at the front of our minds because of that game last night. Is he stand so st- Yeah, super stand, stand out. our players so far.
1: Well Matt Short obviously has been yeah, uh, a strong player. He's picked and up a couple of handy that. wickets. Yeah. Um, batting very well at the top of the order, leading run score at the moment. Has had a very friendly mm-hmm. uh, schedule. I mean, he's had a couple, he's had a bye, but he's had quite a few doubles as well. So yeah, um, that's always been handy. Yeah. Uh, uh, Maxwell.
0: Think Maxwell, obviously, yeah.
1: he's picked up some. Big scores and some wickets along yeah. the way. Bo Webster, if you have had him at the right time, yeah. Um, I unfortunately didn't have him at the right time when he, he scored that massive score, and then also when he picked up four for the yeah, for and for the for the round four wickets in the round as well. Huge, huge. And then like there was someone like this is the other thing, absolute balls of steel. So in a stars double game round,
0: yeah,
1: captained Webster. When wow. Glenn Maxwell exists Yeah Who like Who looks at that When you've got Glenn Maxwell In your side And he's also Bowers Bowling four, Bo four overs but I think yeah. Batting at four You know He's yeah. in pretty good form And you're looking at that Going I think I'm going to put The captain on Bow Webster this round yeah. Like, that is, that is make or break stuff
0: in mm. Supercoach. So. He's a good hitter, though, like down the order, but you just don't know whether he's going to get in.
1: <laughs> oh, well, and the other thing, yeah. too, well, he's batting at three, I think,
0: but the, yeah. his
1: bowling has also been inconsistent as well. So he's, yeah. he, he's taken those four wickets and hardly bowled the ball yeah. in anger afterwards. So oh, It's been
0: great in the Shield this year, too, though. Like, yeah, absolutely. Our know, all rounder stocks have been very healthy. Hmm. Uh, surprise of the tournament? Um, haven't been huge surprises. The
1: the hurricanes being
0: as bad as they are, yeah, yeah. I mean, Tim David hasn't fired. Um, yeah, Nathan Ellis is captaining them now, he hasn't had a a standout year down there yet. Mm. Um, yeah, I can't can't think of anyone who's really surprised us. Can you? I
1: think, I think that's probably the big
0: the surprise the is that
1: surprise. there's no surprise oh, well not that there's no surprise <laughs> but I think that the big surprise is that um, you yeah, know the Hurricanes you're looking on paper that they've got like the Dermot, Ellis uh, you know players of that ilk Matty Wade that you would yeah. imagine that they were they should be better than what they are yeah um, uh, you know I, I always I kind of thought with the additions of Zamba and Joe Clark and then mm. obviously that um you know, guys like Will Sutherland in there as well, that they would be
0: renegades. a bit more, the Renegades be yeah. a bit more
1: consistent. Like, they, they recruited pretty well. Yeah. Uh, Mujibu Rahman as well. Um, yeah. Didn't end up getting, and Quinton DeCock as well. Yeah. He's probably been a, a bit of a surprise that he hasn't fired. Mm.
0: Um, so, uh, most disappointing.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I don't think I've said too many surprises that I was like, oh wow, this guy yeah. has been really, really good. I've just been more surprised as the people that haven't been
0: yeah, really, of, really good. A lot of fizzes.
1: Yeah, a lot of fizzes. Yeah. People that should be playing well have been playing well. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I suppose that's a good thing. It's, it's a little bit unpredictable. It would be nice if you were surprised in a good way more than surprised in uh, a bad way.
0: It's, yeah. um it is what it is like you' yeah you're we haven't back. had we haven't had like a Peter Hatsog or you know like a, a guy coming out of nowhere um, that uh, left arm wrist spinner from um, who replaced agar in the first couple of games I forget his name he also bats he was a bit of a surprise I think he'll be be good. Connolly, uh, no, not Cooper Connolly. Um, I don't know. Sorry, <laughs> that, that was not helpful at all, <laughs> but yeah, we you know, we haven't had a Patrick Paddy Dooley, um, you yeah, know, no
1: like, like uh, success story that I can yeah. really
0: think of emerging out of, out of nowhere, yeah.
1: Um, yeah, anyway, anyway Ollie Olly Davies. Davies is having yeah. like a really good year, and um, you'd say. He's been good without being
0: brilliant. Yeah.
1: Yeah, a lot of starts hasn't really gone on with it. You probably would have liked to have seen... I suppose, yeah, probably the biggest... If you're going to say the biggest surprise of the tournament would just be, yeah, how consistent maybe like a Bo Webster has been. Like, he's been pretty destructive, Mm. hitting the ball really well. Um, It's it's sort of been masked by the fact that the Stars have struggled for a large part of the season. Yeah. But, no, it's been it's been good it's been, it's been good to to yep. watch uh, hopefully we'll get to see before some of these players
0: depart for oh I can see the Harbour Bridge sorry see
1: the Harbour Bridge we're in <laughs> the middle of Sydney
0: yep
1: we're on Anzac Bridge at the moment
0: yep. but yeah so we're not
1: far from the stadium now so yeah hopefully it just it continues getting on and hopefully it just doesn't get stale that's the one thing uh, you know, they've realised that the the tournament gets a bit stale gets a bit old gets a bit long with, mm. with, they just it manages to keep that sort of vibrance about it and um, and just be a good tournament through to, right through to the finish yeah alright we're going to let you go now because we're now navigating the uh, the busy streets of Sydney and we're of course country boys
0: that are terrified of the big city <laughs> look at all these cars there's so
1: many people
0: you mean there's three lanes and you can use <laughs> all of them yeah
1: so, yes, we're, um, we're we're making our way to the SCG. We're hopefully going to see David Warner have one of his champagne innings to to see off his career. Yep. Uh, we'll probably, if we're feeling inclined, we'll throw a few videos up. So you keep checking the socials to
0: see you
1: know, our pretty mugs all dressed up in our oh, yeah. cricket attire. Um, I realised
0: I didn't bring anything pink. That's right, I
1: didn't bring anything either because I'm going <laughs> to buy some stuff when I get... They always yeah. like supporting the Jane McGrath oh, foundation. yeah. But uh, yeah, thank you very much, guys. I hope you enjoyed the beginning of your 2024. Hope the end of your 2023 was safe and uh, Santa was good for you. New Year's was good. All of that stuff. Uh, yeah. Plenty more cricket coming your way through Two Sleeps in the Gully in the year 2024. But uh, until we see you next time, bye for now. Bye, guys. Over. Sports Social Podcast Network.